Good evening, TC. Good evening, Gavin. And welcome all to our weekly podcast, the current view with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. It has been a steady away week, but it's been a manic week as well, too. Well, it's not been steady away for me because this week has been an exciting week with Sheffield Wednesday getting promoted back to the Championship. So, in other words, it's been an exciting week for the change. Absolutely. Before we do talk about Sheffield Wednesday in a little bit more depth, let's look at your magic moments and what have you sourced for us this week, T. I'm yeah, guessing... There's only, there's only one magic moment this week. Let me tell you, let, let, listen, you could have had George Best, you could have had Pelly, you could have had Vinaldo, Cruyff, Ronaldinho, scored worldly goals and yeah. he still wouldn't have beat... Windus's goal for Sheffield Wednesday. How's about that? <laughs> it was about that. It was fantastic. And that's been biased, by the way, but it, <laughs> but it was a good header. And 15 years after, his dad scored the winning goal at Wembley as well in a, in a playoff game, wasn't I it? To, I said to Thomas, what, what an incredible thing that is. Yeah. His dad scores a winner for Hull and he scores a winner for Sheffield Wednesday. And Incredible. There, and there were some magic moments regarding uh, Dino as well, because there was a, there, there's a lot of stuff on social media about Sheffield. We will be talking about that in a bit. But it was just saying how proud he was of Josh and uh, no words. And, and I thought that it was absolutely fantastic. And again, I do want to get into this the scenario of extra time must be played at games like that and cup finals because you take away moments from players. Uh, my two magic moments uh, were uh, Julio Enciso, uh, the P- Paraguayan teenager that plays for Brighton over Albion. In fact, he put a crossover for the goal that was disallowed at Villa Park on Sunday. And I looked at I thought, wow, I've watched him a few times and I've thought, this kid has got dynamite in his boots. He looks a phenomenal player. And the Villa fans, because of one or two little shenanigans that, that he got up to, were booing him and, and they were saying, who the effing hell were you? So I, I kindly went on to Google and, and put it onto my Aston Villa uh, f- friends and followers to just enlighten them to see who Julio and Ciso actually is. He's a great player and he looked great in a claret and blue kit as well, by the way. Well, what I'll tell you about that, you know when the fans start to have a go at you, whatever, whatever the way have a go at you, yep. that means they you are a danger to their team. Yep. I knew because I, I got a lot of abuse. Right, but I know what the abuse was about because the majority of the time afterwards, and then I did, and I did take, I did take some horrible uh, abuse at times. Yeah. But afterwards, they were great. They'd come and ask for your autographs, and I gave them and things like that. But that's why they do that, right? Yeah. What I will say to you is this: Why is it that these uh, Latin Americans, uh, Europeans, all technically gifted? Mm-hmm. Players, what what is it with those players compared to what? See, um, I watched Sheffield Wednesday on on Monday, and they went direct yep. a lot of the time. Mm. As it happens, you know I don't like direct football, but because it's Sheffield Wednesday, I, I won't bother what way they won, how they won, as long as they won and got yeah. promoted. Yes, right. But until we change our way of coaching players and letting them express themselves, I mean, they've tried everything as, as this country, yet still never fought, uh, 
follow through with it, right? Mm. The, I can remember when, uh, if you play on smaller pitches, uh, you, yeah. you see more of the ball. Yep. You know, when I was a kid, there'd be 30 on pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And you had to get out of tight areas. Absolutely. And you had to control the ball. You know why you had to control the ball? You had to control there it. There was no it, space. Yeah, and it would be bobbling on, no on, the, space. on the bumpy pitches you know as well. You know when you're playing small... I've coached. You know when you're playing small spider games? Yeah. This, this, they are not telling you the truth that everybody gets a touch of that ball. They don't. No. Because the player was naturally gifted uh, takes the corner kicks, takes the three kicks, whatever level it's at, right? And if the touch is not good, they've still got that space to get it because there's, there's less players on pitch. Yep. So the, the kid you want with things or brainwashing with uh, coaching methods, right? Uh, I mean, I, what, I was going, what I was trying to say was we went down that route of following Holland. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, doing things. Mm. They still produce elite players. We still produce box to box midfield players. Yeah. Absolutely. That's change, by the way. Absolutely. So, I mean, we got our best games over the fields and on the on, on the playground. When you're right, there's so many kids playing football. You put your jumpers down for your goalpost and you'd have to control the ball in tight areas and, and pass it on or dribble past the player and make a little bit of space. By the way, in mm-hmm. those days, yeah. there weren't many girls playing, but we, there were still girls when I would play. We had a, we had a, little, we had a young girl yeah. when I was playing at 10 and 12 called Jalawi. Great little, great player playing with us when we were, young, when we were younger. Yeah. But different when you become into man's game and it becomes a physical yes. side of it. Mm. You know, but even though girls in, the, in those days, even though they weren't as popular, yeah, learn how to play football. Yeah, I must admit, at our school, we I, I don't remember a girl playing football when we were growing up in in Kingshurst and Chelmsford. That was a great play, local league player. Yeah, a brother went to Huddersfield, didn't make it. There was a great footballing family. They uh, yeah. ours, great yeah. footballing family. And Jill played full back. And by the way, she got stuck in. Because in those days, when I was a kid, you played with senior players, yeah. 18 year olds and 20 year olds on football field here. Yeah. And they kicked lumps out of you. Yeah. You know. But we still don't get it right in this country. No, right. we, we, we don't. And, and going back to what you were saying, it's as though. The Europeans, the South Americans, the Latins, etc., they were born with a ball at the feet. Whereas when we're coaching kids or you go to any Sunday league team, I bet you they're working on the physical attributes of the players. I remember my younger lad um, going to watch him try and I just used to go there and watch. They done bleep test after bleep test and physical exertion uh, techniques. And I looked at it and I thought, oh my days. I never once done anything like that. When I had a training session too, I made sure every player had a football and we done no physical work. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three uh, points Mm. right on football. How do you tire the opposition out? How do you tire them out? By getting the ball and working the ball and making them Working the the ball ball and making them Hundred percent. Don't give him the ball away. Absolutely, so you right. Get it, yeah. Right. Mm. You not. You don't. What you don't do is go sideways, backwards, slowly. Yeah. You work it. Prodded to go forward. Prodded to go forward. Mm. To keep the ball. To make somebody move. To get. To pull you. 
centre backs are out of the box to get them out of positions where the where the English are not capable of playing. Yeah. Right. That's one of them. The second one is we work on if we get beat. Right, we're going to run you. Yeah. We're going to run you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And the third one is when you get the ball. Get it into the corner and get it out of the way. After that Sheffield Wednesday back, uh, match, Tom had got the box uh, and he's going through um, YouTube. Yeah. Up pops up, and I don't want the people to think I'm having to go at Graham Taylor because I'm not. Because he's he, quite educated, really, Graham Taylor. Mm-hmm. And what, ca- what came on was, did I not like that? Yep. And for an hour, me, Jock, and Tom laughed and yeah. laughed and laughed. Mm. And then I said to him, you know, because even when we're trying to talk to him, you know when you get into that thing when you're laughing, you can't stop laughing? Yes. I said to him, I said to him, now do you see why we're way behind? He got the, the national players. Yeah. Right? He got national players. Right? And he's telling them, uh, what did I tell you before we went out? Hit it long. Hit it long. Hit it early. What coaching is that? You've got the international players. What mm, education you know yeah. to understand how to, to, to play the game. But we've always worked on effort and working hard. And they always say, if, if you work hard and you get effort, the fans or, and everybody will know you won't. Because you, you have to win. But when you're an elite club, you have to win in style. Yeah. Manchester City will never accept winning without playing that type of football when the day when Pep Guardiola leaves Manchester City. I guarantee you that. Mm. So, so how we've gone about anything in football, it's been backwards. Absolutely. Are you watching the Partick... Thistle versus Ross County playoff game in Scotland. No. There's a fella, Fitzpatrick, I think his name is, um, really looks as though he's got a bit about him, this kid. Just scored a brilliant goal. The ball's come out, cushion control, inside, outside, two backs, and just curled it into the bottom corner. Absolute fantastic goal. So I'm going to include that from that young man. In uh, I don't know what his first name is, but his second name's uh, Fitzpatrick, and uh, that's going to be included into my magic moments because that was one hell of a magic moment. And Edward Lowen, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this boy. He's a German lad, and he plays for St. Louis in the uh, Major League Soccer. Against Vancouver, he took a free kick. I'll tell you what. What a goal! It was, I mean, it was very different to Roberto Carlos's with um, uh, Bartes in goal. But I tell you what, this ball—I've put it on the current view—he's hit it with such a whip, and it, the ball's just—it's almost like a shame-worn delivery at the end. It's just changed the uh, the the angle. It's gone right in the top corner. Right, so you're watching, you're watching Scottish football. I'm watching any football. Yeah. Yeah. Tom was watching the American football last night. Oh, soccer, I should. Okay, yeah. Call it football because people think you're talking about the American football itself. Yeah, soccer. You know, uh, soccer. Um, they were saying uh, you, you mates, you mates team inches got beat last night, Dad. 
I said, oh, is it starting? He said, no, it's been started a bit, but now it's, you know, you'll see more of it now. So he was watching that. But I've come into other bedroom out of way. Uh, and I, I could have put it on in other bedroom, but I've... I've <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bothered. I just come into the bedroom and just talk. Just talk football with you tonight. Really. Is is Inche still the manager of Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's been over there some years, ain't he? Yes. 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 Yeah. He's done. Well, the thing is about America, you, you you'll get well paid in there. Absolutely. And there's more. There's more clubs. If you get the sack, there's more clubs in there. Really. Yeah, there is. There's yeah. More states, really. When you think about it. Yeah. And uh, just while we're talking about America, uh, Anthony's uh, moved on from being yeah. the interim boss of uh, America to I believe he's going out to the uh, the Middle East so we might be changing Alan Hudson's American Dream to Alan Hudson's Arabian Adventure so we'll watch this space more, oh, I saw more from that. it coming uh, forward yeah but it didn't tell you where he was going to go to did it I thought he'd been offered a job uh, with a club I've, but I thought it was yeah. in America no, I, I believe it's in the Middle East. I believe it's. Uh, I'm sure I read. I'm sure that I read it somewhere on his mum's uh, Facebook pages. Um, but we will be talking about that. We won't be doing a, a current view next week, T, because I'm away in Turkey. But we will be doing a final one the week after, where we're going to pick our team of the year, and that involves any kind of player. I don't like just this Premier League. Premier League. You can any players that you've seen in Spanish football, Dutch football, Italian football, whatever football, and uh, you can pick whoever you like in your eleven. We'll do that not next week, but the week after. Just want to give a shout out to our Patreon site, all the W's Patreon.com forward slash SRB Media, which is the easiest way to access the whole of our podcast. And if you want to purchase the merch, all the W's SRB Media co.uk forward slash shop mugs mats and t-shirts and terry curran's book is in there as well give me the ball oh good yeah you can always buy that book give me the ball on uh, our website give me uh, the current view absolutely absolutely or private message terry directly and terry will send you a signed copy over uh, yeah, and then the magic, magic moment of all was Dean Windass's goal. I thought the lad who who put the ball across, I thought, ball. He, I thought he'd done ever so well. I mean, he kind of checked in, he checked, and he just looked up, seen Windass there, and put a fantastic ball in there for, uh, not Dean Windass, but Josh Windass. And, and to be fair, when Sheffield did fall off, uh, their form fall off the rails a little bit. It did coincide with Josh Windass uh, not being playing. He's so integral and so important to Sheffield Wednesday, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's got he's got that bit of pace about him and yeah. all. Uh, and we did miss his goals, but I've, I've always I've always told you this. Yeah. We our coaches will go and pundits will turn you. You live them on TV, right? The defending one, but yeah, I don't give a damn who you are. Yeah. If the ball, if the ball is a perfect ball into the right area, nobody can defend against it. No. And that was the ball where it was in the right area at the right height for him to dive and edit. Yeah. And gave the keeper no chance whatsoever. No, it was absolutely fabulous, and that takes us on to uh, my first um, talking point uh, this week too. I've heard lots and lots of things about taking away uh, extra time because it gets quite boring, nothing happens in extra time, and go straight to penalties. 
My attitude is absolutely not, 100% not. I want to see another 15, 30 minutes of football and I want to see a player try and score a goal or a team try and score a goal just like Josh Windass did because, you know, if Sheffield Wednesday would have gone through on penalties, OK, the Wednesday players, uh, sorry, uh, fans, <laughs> will still have remembered it. Of course they would, but others probably wouldn't. But everybody will remember Josh Windass's goal because it was absolutely fantastic. And that's what extra time is all about for me. Well, you see, you don't forget we get older. You're giving a new, you're giving a new fan base coming through, aren't you? Yes, you are. And, and they will see things different. So we, we look at it and well, so and so. So I get both sides to it. I don't like penalties one little bit because no. you know the person who misses is going to get the going to get the abuse. Yeah, you know that. Mm. Uh, so that's the reason why I don't like penalties. I, I'd sooner finish the game off, and if not, ex, uh, a replay. How right. how about the American system where they have their shootout? You know, they, they go from a twenty-five-year-old. No, no, they don't, because every game used to have to have a result in it. Remember Alan telling me about his first uh, shootout? He'd never been involved in anything like that before. It's quite extraordinary. But you know, I think you have something like ten seconds from the twenty-five-yard yeah. line, and you run up and you just try and score the goal. I think there's more skill in that than taking a spot kick. Or, alternatively, why don't they take a, a player after every five minutes, take a player off, so then you'll be like, after five minutes, you'll be ten aside. After ten mm. minutes, you'll be nine aside. I mean, you'll go into half-time at eight aside. By the time you get to five aside, I promise you someone would have scored a goal from open play. Well, the, 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 again, you're never going to stop one half or a percentage of play, uh, Peter fans turning around and saying, that's crap. Mm, yeah. Either way, into yeah, you know absolutely, that. yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing is, I, I, you'd like to see it won in ninety minutes, yeah, uh, and then stop all bloody arguments. Yeah, but penalties is is an idea after a game because you want to see the end of that game in one sense. Yeah, but the excitement of the replays used to be brilliant I in our day. It all changes, doesn't? That's the problem with it. Sadly, there's that much football being played, and not just it, not in this country in domestic football, but in in European competitions. Because the European Super League, and we're not going to call it the Champions League anymore. We're going to call it the European Super League because that's what it is. It certainly isn't a league of champions, but it is a league of super teams, and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you cannot play two leagues in the same season. I do believe going forward. Big sides will be in both. And I think that, say, for instance, Manchester United, they'll have a European Super League team and Manchester United will also be able to play their other team in the Champions League, in the Premier League. And I think that's how they'll get around it. And someone's got a snap. Might be, I think you never thought of that, Gabby. I mm. think you might be right there with that. I don't think, I just don't think we but can keep going. there's no breakfast going. football, is there? They go on about players or two, but there's no breakfast football. No. Because as soon as our season finishes, yeah. you've got, like, the... America, we can see American football now, or soccer yeah. in, uh, um, now on our TVs, or you'll find, you know, South Americans. Mm, I like this kid, by the way, uh, this, this what's it, Fitzpatrick. So you, you're going to get all that type of thing. So yeah. you never gain a really rest from it, are you? No, you're not. And then, what is it now? End of the, end of, first of June, end of June, you'll be back. Yeah. Uh, early, early July, back training. Yeah. 
And then what you got then is the pre-season games. Yeah. Uh, Middle East tours and all that type of thing. So Selling shirts. It's never ending, is it? No, it isn't. And, and because of... What are we now? So we're going into 2024. So we've got um, we've got a we got a Euros, haven't we? At the end of the next season, um, it is Euros, isn't it? We've had the World Cup, yeah, so we're back World back Cup, to yeah. back to the Euros. Um, and and I think the season's going to be starting probably the first weekend of August. So it's going to be early August. So you're absolutely right. So there isn't much in terms of respite for for players, but again. If you keep the wages of the players, if they keep going up and up and up and up, then there needs to be more games of football. They will they will add on more games of football. They'll invent more competitions because they'll want more money to pay the players at the top end, and and it's a downward spiral. It's our cut. Go to Alan Hancock. And people have to look at everything and look yeah. at it and say say it for what it is. Yeah, Look, absolutely. It'll always be expensive in this country. Yeah. Before we went into Europe, mm. right, before we went into Europe, uh, they said, oh, if you were in Europe, everything would be cheaper because people used to go and get the things in Europe, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. A beer yeah. and everything else. Mm. Then they used to come back. Then they started stopping that. Right? So when we got into Europe, were our things and beer cheaper? No. What causes that? Why are there cigs and cheap beer, booze and everything else, cars? I used to get a brother what used to I used to have a brother. I got a brother what used to give his cars in Germany. Yeah. And he he needed to have it built right hand side. Because mm-hmm. it was three thousand pounds cheaper. Yeah. And when we got into Germany, that never happened, did it? No. Early to Europe, it never happened. No. Of course right? it doesn't. Why did it happen? Because because I can remember a guy saying when that uh, VAT came in, mm. he said, Once you let this in It'll be on your food, it'll be on your clothes, it'll be on, and that's yeah. what happens. Everything in this country is taxed. Absolutely, hundred percent. You text guy. There's a guy uh, being done for streaming football. Yeah, five, five of men there, right? Mm. Been streaming, right? Are they going to stop it because there'll be somebody else what sets it back up again? Yeah, and there'll be somebody else what works for Sky or somewhere else, some engineer, what'll have a, a system. What they can get around it yep. for the next five years or two years or whatever it is, right? So everything is that expensive here still. Mm. Where my mates are in Spain and it's te- and it's cheaper to watch Sky in Spain. Yeah, they have dodgy boxes in Spain as well as he says, but he has Sky, mm. right? And he says it's cheaper there. It's about ten pound. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's different yeah, broadcasting rights. Whatever it is, if you get everything on Sky, mm. it's about 140 quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's so, it's about the rights, isn't it? So there's there's broadcasting rights to the Premier League. The players are being paid so much money that the broadcasters are putting the prices up. Sky's putting the price up. But why is it cheaper in Spain? Because it, it's a different package that, that they get. So you get overseas rights packages that they buy and then they can broadcast. And you get the packages that the, the broadcasters buy in this country, they're two tep- separate things, and that's why they they'll have that three o'clock game. You can watch any game when you go to Spain or Turkey, etc., etc. And over here, you can't. Why is it we have to pay more than anybody, more than any other European country? Why? I know it's incredible, but again, we're paying that much money out for players. But forget for, for forget forget having to pay for Sky. 
we've I've just said to you, everything's still expensive. When we were in Europe, forget yeah. football, mm. everything was expensive. If, yeah. we're anything, if we're going to the EE, e, e, mm. right? Not EE. Yeah, EU. If you're going to EU, everything would be cheaper. But nothing did get cheaper. No, not at all, no. You I know, mean, as soon as as soon as summer comes, always the flights went up on the aeroplane, you know, holidays, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. down the country, all the holidays went up. Yeah. It must be the most expensive country in the world to purchase yeah. anything and to certainly watch football. And now next season, you've got this TNT that was BT, you've got Sky, and you've probably got Amazon Prime or one or two other people that's getting in, invo- involved in broadcasting Premier League games. So the fans are going to pay more and more and more. The season ticket prices are going up and up and up and up and up. And it's just... It's just incredibly expensive for any fan. In fact, I, I wrote a poem about 20 years ago, Give the Working Man Back His Simple Game. And, um, you know, that simple game that we all loved and grew up watching, that game now is far too expensive for most working class kids. Yeah, and you know what, T? That's why they buy these fire sticks, because they can't afford to buy the yeah, product but... on Sky. Gabby, yeah, mm. I said on this show either three weeks ago, yep, or a month ago. Right, um, they don't want fans. I know you did. you've been saying that for twelve months plus. Too. And what I mean, what I mean by they don't want fans in the ground, mm. they don't want the standing fans in the ground. No, of course they don't. They want. They don't even want the seats anymore now. Now they want the middle class. They got rid of the standing. Yeah, and then. Uh, the seats, right? Now they don't want the seats. They want corporate. Of course they do, yeah. They want corporate. Mm. To, for a corporate uh, ticket, which was a meal uh, in a cushioned seat at Wembley, was £300. Incredible. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's what they want. Of course they do. And they want what you've just said about the working man's game. Yeah. What they want you to buy off at television. They can't even afford that, Gabby. Of course they can't. No, and this this is the problem with football. It's getting far too expensive for the working class masses to watch the game that they love, and that's what I wrote in a poem over twenty years ago. And it's just getting worse. Mm. Fifteen years ago, when Thomas was fifteen, I took him to Sheffield Wednesday with my mate Ray and his Brad, his lad. Yeah. I bought four cokes fifteen years ago upstairs, right into what they call it lounge, sponsors lounge. Yeah. Uh, eleven pound mm. for four cokes. Yep. Fifteen years ago. Yep. My brother, right, got a ten pound rise on his pension. I said, "Oh, you got a ten pound rise on your pension?" He said, "What good is it?" He said, "My rent's gone up ten pound." Yeah. So it's not just football in this country. No, absolutely everything. It's every mortal yeah. thing. Yeah, I just saw Every on, mortal thing. On, on a Sheffield you Wednesday. You go to local Tesco's and get some veg yeah. there, right? Yeah. Forget what price it is. Yeah, you know yeah, when you yeah. get home, it's a load of shit. Yeah, yeah. Feeling potatoes and they're all bruised. Yeah. I mean, I've just saw, I've just been browsing through the internet. And by the way, I don't buy cheap taters, me. No, absolutely. I always buy expensive taters, yeah, which yeah. is £2 for a little bag. Yeah, yeah. 
But I was just looking at, at the uh, at the current view on Twitter, and guys, you can follow the podcast at Current View uh, on Twitter or the Current View on Facebook, and join the group, the Current View on Facebook as well. And there was a young Sheffield uh, Wednesday uh, lady, and she was saying that she took her girls to the cinema. It cost them sixty five quid. So you're absolutely spot on. No matter what you do, it is pretty much rip off Britain. And it gets worse and worse and worse. But moving on to Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com too. Andy always gives us uh, a recommendation. He's been a little bit busy uh, the last couple of weeks. So I haven't disturbed him. I think he's back on it now. So I've picked three um, in his absence. The first one, and Andy promotes all these books. So go onto his website, go onto his Facebook and Twitter accounts, guys, and look at the fantastic books that Andy promotes. And Mr. Corinthian, P.A. Jackson, and the the casual Corinthians by Lou Walker. I mean, that looks a fantastic read. One of the oldest football clubs that we got, the casual Corinthians. Is that the Brazilian Corinthians? No, they grew out of that. So in that book, it would be, I'm guessing, it would tell you how... The Corinthians grew out of the yeah, casual Corinthians. Corinthians, you know. Kitch played for them, the Corinthians. Who? Kitch, Peter Kitchen. Yeah, but are we talking about in Brazil, Corinthians? No, Brazil? no, no. This is casual Corinthians in England. They right, were an old English you know. team, but the right. Brazilian team, the Corinthians, grew out of the casual Corinthians yes. in England. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, if you decide, that's yeah. what I was trying to say to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 because Juventus got the kit because of Notts County. Absolutely. Uh, the one in Spain, Atletico, but not Atletico Madrid, Bilbao, Atletico Bilbao, got the strip from Sunderland. Okay. So that's what I was trying to say. Is yeah. that the Corinthians in Brazil? No. P.A. Jackson. I know Jackson. you saying no, but, but you didn't say no, there's a Corinthians in England, but I've never read of them, really. Yeah. Casual Corinthians. And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.